0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Web3 Music Podcast. After a long holiday break, I'm really excited to get the podcast going again in 2023. So Happy New Year and thanks for tuning in. If you haven't listened before, my name is Jake Abel and I started this podcast because I wanted to get involved and learn more about the intersection of blockchain technology and music. And the best way I found to do that is by talking with people who are really paving their own path in the fascinating niche that is Web3 Music. So each episode, I interview artists, creators, builders, entrepreneurs, and more about how they're leveraging technology to advance their music career or company. Before we get into today's episode, I want to thank our sponsor, Neon Ox. Neon Ox is an NFT ticketing company that I think has a really, really great use case for Web3 focused companies that are organizing IRL events. Ticket buyers on the platform use fiat with their debit or credit cards and purchase tickets connected to their phone number. But Web3 natives also have the option to connect their crypto wallet and receive their tickets as NFTs. For Web3 companies, this means that you can use your event tickets for things like token gating and airdrops, and you can track the wallet addresses of people who are actually showing up to your events. Besides that, Neonox has been in the ticketing game for over 20 years, and they provide personal account managers for each client platform also has an integrated secondary market to eliminate scams and streamline the process of buying and selling extra tickets. If you want to learn more about Neonox and how they can help improve your ticket selling experience, visit neonox.io and mention this podcast on the Get Started page. You can also reach out to the Web3 Music podcast on social media and we will help you schedule a demo of the platform. And with that, let's get into today's episode. Today, I'm interviewing Segnon, who is a rapper and producer, but also an entrepreneur, an artist, and more. He's been making music for over 20 years and is very involved with Zorotopia and the other musicians there. He also started his own metaverse company called New World Nomads that gives artists who would not otherwise have it the opportunity to display and experience their art in fully immersive VR art galleries. We talked about a lot of interesting things, including Art Basel and other Web3 conferences, Web3 Music's emerging structure versus its Wild West mentality, AR, VR and AI technologies and how they will develop and affect the way we create and experience art what New World Nomads is up to, how he's onboarded other artists to Web3, and more. It was a really engaging conversation, and I was so happy that we got to touch on all these different topics. Here is
1: Segnon. Of course, coming off of Miami and, and you know, when we met in that studio set, setting, I was just kind of like, like, you. I mean, you saw how inspiring that was, right? Like, you go from room to room, and it's like, like you know, one room, you got EDM, one room, you got, like, folk, you got Afro beats, and, um, and, pe- and everyone's just killing it, you know, uh, and Um, and so, yeah, I came back and I was just like, I'm super inspired. Plus the, you know, Zorotopia and the performances and, um, you know, I was just like, all right, this is, it's, it was like information overload, creativity overload. Like I gotta, I gotta do something. And so, yeah, I I just kind of was like, all right, let me, let me, let me me just see what comes out of me. I didn't plan any of that stuff. Um, those aren't records that I like, I'm looking to necessarily like put on a project. I was just kind of like having fun. And uh, you know, not feeling so well, I was a little sick, and I was like, "All right, let me use this as motivation to create something." So I basically just like made a beat, you know, wrote some rhymes, sh- shot a video, edited it, you know, and put it out a, a day. It was just like, "Let me see what I can do for a few days in a row." Yeah, those
0: were cool. I was, I was, that was impressive that you did each of those in a single day. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, totally. Like that, that studio session that Floating Campfire did was super inspiring, and I think just like the the weeks like like those in-person conferences I'm always like super it's funny I'm like amped up about you know web3 and music and everything but I'm also like dead from going out all week but oh, yeah that was how I felt after uh NFT NYC too like I met I went to Zorotopia, I went to a bunch of other events and like you meet so many cool people and there's so many like interesting projects going on and it just it's it's very inspiring NFT NYC was when I started I started the podcast after that because I just met so many cool people. I was like, how do I really get them to talk to me and follow up with everyone and start to learn, you know, sort of more hands-on like what's going on in web3 music. Um and then after basil like, you know, I've got dozens of interviews to line up and, yeah. you know, a lot of cool shit going on. So, yeah, the the I, those those conferences and in-person events and stuff are are really
1: cool. I think I think they make all the difference in the world. Like I'm 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 going to have to get over my, um, you know, not loving Twitter spaces. Um, because I, I just don't, I prefer, you know, being able to look someone in the eye and like have conversation, uh, even zoom and stuff like I like better than, than Twitter spaces, but I need to get over that. But, but there is something that's clearly that different when you do IRL events and you get to actually like connect with folks, particularly over the course of like a couple of days. Cause you know, like I said, in LA, there might be an event here, here, or there, um, but it's a big event. It's crowded. You might, you know, it's loud. You might not have an opportunity to actually like sit and talk with someone and have like a genuine conversation. Like we had, like, that, that's what I thought was so cool is that like with these conferences, it's like it's multiple days, there's multiple opportunities. So, you know, there'll be, there'll be events where it's like, it's not super loud music and you're unable to talk. There'll be, there'll be moments where you can actually engage and, you know, and then there's going to be panel discussions and things that will trigger all kinds of um, interesting thought provoking conversations. So, um yeah they're they're super clutch and this this was the last one of the year it's been like i I think i did maybe six this year between nft south by southwest was the first one then nft la then nft nyc then nft oakland i believe um and uh i didn't do eat denver um and then and then basel so it's uh it's yeah it's been fun
0: yeah wow you did them did them all pretty much yeah Um, yeah That's interesting. That's cool. So, um, what's like, what do you when you go into one of those conferences? Like, how do you plan it out, and what's like your mindset going into it? Like, I usually, someone sends me some fucking spreadsheet with a million events on it, and I scroll through, and you know, I look for the interesting music related ones. If I hold a couple NFTs, I'll go to like some of those events, depending on what they are. Zoritopia is always good. Um, but yeah, it's sort you know, I sort of just throw it together, and then my goal is pretty much to meet artists now and find people for the podcast and network. And uh, it's mostly that I mean, a little bit of like, like I work for an NFT ticketing company and, and, you know, finding clients for them is always a bonus. And I'll bring that you know, it's a good talking point as to like, why I'm there in the first place. But it's mostly just like networking and, and learning. I'm curious, like what your perspective is going into those conferences?
1: yeah i mean similar i think so i i've done so a a couple things so i've done work for and and like worked with zora um at a lot of these events so so some some of it is i'm just there working i do film work as well so i'll do videography um you know film some of the events particularly Zorotopia, i'll get some of the live performances i did some interviews uh at the last Zorotopia, which was really fun with some artists there um, so, so, so there's some of that element of just like, all right, the Zora stuff, I'm definitely going to be attending all that stuff. And I think that they're. I always end up having like the most fun at those events, um, because it's so like, uh, there's such a good vibe and really dope artists and like kind of almost like a family vibe to it. Um, but yeah, there's, I also get that spreadsheet, <laughs> the spreadsheet that has all of the things and there's, there's always going to be some element of like FOMO, right? cause there's going to be something, you know, that, that you just can't, you can't do everything. Um, and that day that we that we met at the studio, uh, I was there longer than I was like planning on being because there was other events that I was like supposed to go to. You know, there's an event I was there. I got there at two. There was an event that started at four. I was like, okay, I'll go there. To the studio for like an hour and a half. And it's like once I'm there, I'm like, uh, I'm not leaving. <laughs> yeah, um, it was
0: hard to leave. I was planning on leaving it like. 8 or 9 and going to another party for like 3 hours before Jaden's thing and I ended up yeah. staying
1: like after 10 and then going to the other event for like you know an hour maybe that's exactly what I did and and so this time I was a little bit more intentional and like um I I actually wanted to this time and and was a little bit different than the other ones because it's still based in the traditional art you know space pre web mm-hmm. 3 um and so that's there's so much uh, there's so many events that are still tailored towards like the traditional art world. Um, and there's still tons of Web3 stuff. Uh, but I, I actually wanted to go out and check out some like some traditional art as well. I just felt like, you know, let's not like you know, it shouldn't be this like divide between Web3 and like the old you know, traditional kind of galleries and uh, museums. And so I ended up going to a um, museum and checking out some, some really cool art. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things. That, there's so many things going on and, you know, you can't do everything. Um, I've gotten better at about like I've got friends who are performing at different events and like trying to, you know, hope hoping that everyone gives everybody grace because it's like there's a million things going on. I'll do my best to be places. I performed um, you know, uh at Zorotopia and I had friends who who weren't able to come and I'm like, Yeah, I completely get it. There's a million things going on. So I think that um it, they're always insane. You know, people if they're going, should always be prepared. Like you're probably not gonna sleep that much, you're probably gonna run around a lot, you know. Um well, you're gonna have a blast you know you'll probably need a few days just give yourself a few days afterwards to like recuperate
0: yeah yeah definitely um were you down there at that airbnb you at for basil was that with the campfire people
1: no was it was with. group this was with a lot of uh zora folks so like, i was with latasha Ja lawless latasha's dj and, um and a whole group of us mariana was there as well um so it was a bunch of artists and um folks working with zora i know campfire had their own own space as well which is which is pretty cool you know it's that it's, um, it's not, it's not that often we get to i feel like form like the avengers and have like a you know crew, <laughs> a, a really really dope artists in one space you know? yeah
0: um <laughs> the avenger yeah the avengers <laughs> of web3 music for sure between between the campfire airbnb and that zora one it was probably pretty oh. much that <laughs> oh yeah is that yeah, what remember- you've done for other conferences is like just find a big group to stay with
1: yeah i mean i'm i'm, I'm like you know like so the the zora crew includes uh, latasha's uh like crew called lighthouse which i'm kind of like honorary member of um and so i end up i'm usually with them um but uh but yeah I, there's always a crew of of artists that either come by wherever we're staying or we end up going to someone else's spot um like i said the campfire was was super dope they did a freaking amazing job both with the studio stuff and like you know they had the brunch um just a really awesome thing that i'm like this needs to be a, a monthly event you know like if we could find a way we could find a way to do this and like and i would love to do that in multiple cities but uh but it would just be really cool to, to to continue that beyond just the the these kind of events that happen unfortunately it feels like they stagger like a lot of they do a lot of them at one point in the beginning of the year and then there's like breaks and then we kind of get one or two at the end um so i, I wish we could kind of have a more consistent throughout the year
0: yeah i know like uh like South by NFTLA and ETH Denver, all like before, like ETH Denver, I think is the last one of those, and it's like early March. So they're all, but yeah, they're all like back to back like that. South um, by, I think
1: it's like a day, it's like a day, it ends like a day before NFTLA, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you come back from South by and immediately go into NFTLA. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's, I yeah, hopefully, I I, I'm, I'll
0: be at ETH Denver. Um, my family's going skiing in Denver for the month of March. So I'm going to fly out, I think, for East Denver, and then just stay out and ski for a few weeks. Nice. So that works out pretty well. Um, yeah. Hopefully
1: I can make it to some of the other ones. I think NFT NYC is in, like, right after that, too. So I think that might be in April, like, early <laughs> April. So uh-huh. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it, there's been a lot of talk, actually, with, within, like, uh, the community about the schedule of stuff of, like, you know, can we, can we try to spread these out a little bit more? It'd be nice to have some, like some more in the summertime and, you know, some more in the fall um, rather than having kind of front loading them. But, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. I know there's a lot of factors involved, so.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got to figure out who's organizing it and get all them on board. But yeah, Yeah. I don't know. Those, they are, they are really fun at the end of the day. It's a great way to meet people. Yeah. Um, So I, so I saw you your genesis nft was early 2021 like february 2021 which i feel like as far as web3 music goes is like pretty fucking early yeah um how did you like what led up to that how did you how did you start getting into web3 and then start minting that early
1: so so um i'm from new york um and i moved to la in november 2020 um I essentially I was visiting. I didn't know, know I was officially going to move <laughs> I went back and forth for a lot of, you know, I feel like
0: every, so many people have that story during the pandemic. They're like, yeah, I was yep. going to go
1: here for like two months. And now I've lived here for two years. That's literally what happened. That's literally. <laughs> I, I was there, I was going there for two months and I'm, I've been here for two years now. <laughs> um, so I'm that guy. Um, and, and so, so I was there and I just kind of, you know, a bunch of artist friends, including, um, Jamel and Latasha um, they'd moved out to LA like in like 2019 um, and when they moved you know they moved from New York I've been working with them since like 2014 or so so I've been working with them forever um producing for them and um and collaborating and uh, and they were kind of like in 2019 like hey you should move out to LA and I was like ah I don't know New York's pretty cool uh, you know I don't really like what what's the point of going out to LA and um and then the pandemic hit and I had that opportunity because you know everything was remote and the offices we got shut down and everything and so I came out there, and uh, and Ja was um, was telling me about crypto art. He's like, "There's this whole thing called crypto art," and I remember I went over to their place, um, and I was working with Latasha on some music stuff, and and I was like, "Oh!" At the end of the night, I was like, i like, oh yeah, you wanted to talk to me about this whole crypto art thing?" And he's like, "No, no, 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 no. We got to sit down a whole day. We got, we <laughs> got." I was like, "What? What is this? It just sounded <laughs> like cryptic, you know? Like, no pun right. intended." <laughs> um it, it, I, was, I was like what's going on and, and and so he came over my place the airbnb i was staying and like went through everything with me and was like look i've been selling my i've been creating these you know because he's been doing art for forever it's visual art um and he's like i've been selling my, these things on um on these these websites and at the time i think i mean very few of the platforms that are out now existed then um at the time i think it was like foundation uh openc I think, I think was around and like rareable, There were there were only a few. Um, yeah. And uh, Zora was one of them. Uh, but Latasha wasn't working at Zora at the time. And uh, and he was kind of like, I was like, Well, what's an NFT? What is an NFT? What, what, what can I do? And, and I've always been creating uh, art. I've always been making music and like creating visuals. If you go to my Instagram and go way back, you can see that like, I just used to, I would make beats and make music and then just, you know, sometimes I would go online and find visuals that I thought were interesting and like edit them to my music. Other times I would shoot stuff myself. Um or work with friends who do shoot things. And so I was kind of like, I pulled from some stuff that I'd made back in 2017. And I was like, hey, Ja, is this an NFT? Is this what? And he's like, Yeah, man, it can be anything. And <laughs> uh and so I, I was like, All right. I, he, he explained the whole MetaMask, you know, getting a wallet and like um and had a mint and everything. And at the time I was like, the fees were insane at the time. The fees were like something like two, three hundred bucks. And I was like, I was like, "Really? Am I going to do this just to like in my mind what the equivalent of like posting something to Instagram. I'm like, I'm posting something for 200 bucks." Like, what, what am I, you know, what am I doing here? And he's like, he's like, "Yeah, just just trust me, man. Like, you know, just just you know, just put it out there." Like, I was like, all right, fine. So I I I minted it. Um and um and then I didn't know what to do after that. Uh the t- there was no Twitter Spaces at the time. Um Clubhouse was a thing, but it wasn't really like it wasn't being used for NFTs in that way. There may be discussions about NFTs, but it wasn't being used in the way that people are kind of like launching and like being like, hey, everyone check out my my, my latest drop. It wasn't being used like that. And so I just posted it on Twitter, shared it, um, you know, tagged a few different people, um, you know, some, some Ja and some folks retweeted it. And eventually, like, actually not even that long, within a couple of days, actually someone picked it up, which was, which was, um, just blew my mind. I was like, oh, wow, someone someone bought my NFT, um, some random some, person who I didn't someone know.
0: Someone bought it for like half an ETH too. Like half that ETH, was yeah. serious.
1: An ETH, yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, this that's pretty cool. And then I, I minted again, like maybe like a week later. I think, I think I may have sold something for one ETH. Um, I can't exactly remember what the second one was, but it was, I think it was a little bit more, whatever it was, definitely over 0.5. And it sold also. Um, then I put a third one out and it sold. And I was kind of like, all right, this is, this is cool. This is interesting. I don't really, I don't really fully understand what's going on and like, yeah, <laughs> you know, but now uh, I got a
0: couple ETH in my wallet. So not, there's yeah, something yeah, to now,
1: it. I'm doing some things right. You know, I must be doing something right. And, um, and so I continued, I mean, I, 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 I minted less myself, but I, I, I collaborated with, with Ja on a bunch of pieces where I provided music for him. Um, same with Latasha, um, and, uh, and started working with artists like, uh, like Mariana McGuire. Um, and so, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that's how I got in, um, and I and I've uh, I've expanded since then. And you know, I think I spoke to you briefly about like delving into the metaverse. That's a whole another thing. But I've been kind of uh, as I've gotten into the space and learned more and more, just gotten like I'm more bullish on 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 Web three and kind of going all in on it.
0: Yeah, um, that's awesome. I think that's uh, really cool that you got in that early and have seen the space change that much since like i guess yeah like early 2021 it was definitely more wild west-esque than it is now where there was you know now there's like sound xyz or catalog or you know even independently it's like you attach the art to the music and you create additions or one-on-one and it's semi i mean that it's i think it's cool that there is that formula now which is like yeah you know if you're trying to bring more artists into the space and you have sort of a you know, set way that they can sort of get into it easily. I think that's good. But also, yeah, they're like, experimentation is always is always good. And, and there does need to be continuing experimentation as everything develops, for sure. One thing I thought I, I like, one thing that still sticks out to me as I was just getting more into the space was this artist called Pop Wonder who did it a drop on, uh, I think it was Nifty Gateway. And it was like, he did, he had this like huge art piece that was like a three by three divided into like a three by three grid, but all together made like one piece. And he did like, he did like auctions for some of the pieces or like limited editions for some of the others and like open editions for a few. But if you collected all of them, you would get to mint the whole piece as one NFT, Uh, which I thought was like a really interesting experiment in terms of just like how you can release art um and it's cool seeing people do more kinds of stuff like that with music like i had another interview a few weeks ago and the artist i was talking to jaguar twin and, and his team were saying that like web3 is sort of the only place you can fuck around right now and experiment with release structures like at least in yeah. terms of at least in terms of music it's like you're getting on dsps and you're releasing an album and you're promoting on social media you put on soundcloud it's like there's not really anything you can experiment with in terms of how the music is pushed out i think so i think web3 offers you know something there in terms of just like fucking around with creative ways to put your music into the
1: world oh yeah and and a lot of artists are like that, that, that you know i, I don't want to speak in generalities but like because there are a lot of artists who are in the space who are still like innovating and finding really cool ways to do drops you know TK's done some really dope stuff with his eternal garden drop. Um, like Henno done some really dope stuff with like social justice, and you know, and Latasha's always been innovating in the space since kind of day one. I think she just did a drop today on Instagram with uh, with Andre O'Shea, the first kind of like uh drop through through Instagram. So, uh, there are a lot of artists who are innovating in the space. Um, on oh, my homegirl Blair, Blair's always doing really, really dope, dope stuff. Um, so there's there's definitely people out there doing newer things and like, and still finding ways to innovate. And I, I do think that web three has the, um, it has the ability to be this kind of like, it can, it can be a place for people to, who want to just do what they were doing traditionally through web two and establish it just in a slightly different way. Or it can be kind of like an anti-establishment kind of like, you know, punk rock early, early, like hip hop days, you know, stealing the electricity from like the streetlights, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, building kind of, parties on the, on the corner kind of energy, too. And I, and I think that it has the ability to be both right. It can be both kind of this traditional structured thing where people can just um, make a living and uh, thrive in ways that are uh, more beneficial than the current systems in Web 2. Um, and it can also be this thing that's like, kind of like this disruptive force that um, allows artists to express themselves and do things in ways that like we just haven't seen yet. Um, so I, that's, that's what I think is really, really cool about it, is that like, you know, you do have, you have both kind of happening at the same time. You have the traditional, folks who are kind of moving web three towards a more traditional model or or steering it in ways that are kind of traditional. And then other folks who are kind of uh, doing that rebellious different kind of angle. So um, I think both can exist. And I think both are necessary for, yeah, to thrive.
0: yeah, I definitely agree. It's like, you know, it's, it's just digital merchandise, which people are still sort of wrapping their head around that whole concept of digital ownership, but it's just digital merchandise for to add on to everything else you're selling as an artist, or it's like, yeah, this whole anti-establishment, like, power to the creator movement that's more than just selling art it's like a whole it's a whole movement it's there's a whole ethos around it but yeah i agree like both are necessary both need to keep to keep going to push this whole space forward um i also want to touch back on something else that you said with like i think it's cool how like you have made these videos and these beats and raps and you sort of put them together but uh you know that can be an NFT. it's like i was looking at the first few things you minted and it's like they're under um, the video is under a minute long and there's just like one you know one quote unquote verse on there one rap with like a short beat and like i feel like before web 2 you couldn't really do anything with that like you just created it maybe you put it on youtube like what else are you doing with it now it's cool how like if you're a multi media artists like that i mean you don't have to be a multimedia artist or like that but that also opens up avenues of collaboration but if you have multimedia art like that it you know there was you know it didn't really have an avenue to exist before you could post it on instagram but like what's that really doing for you at the end of the day other than sort of showcasing your art now you can sell it and like people who want to support you can buy it and trade it
1: absolutely and it's like it's the kind of thing that um you know, and it's funny cause like, you know, you look, look at someone like Beeple, right. Who was like creating all this art for, for every day, like every day for a while for years. And it's kind of like, you know, I think there's an inherent value in just creating art. Right. And like and expressing um, as someone who just does it, like there is the, um, there is the uh, sharpening years kind of sword or whatever. There's that element um, and um, you know, art for art's sake, that kind of thing. But like, yeah, at a certain point you want <laughs> to get paid for your work, you know? Um, and so I, th- I think that something like, uh yeah like a multimedia 60 second video that's like only a verse doesn't even have a chorus um and has some interesting visuals it's kind of like what yeah what do you do with that where does that exist it's not quite a music video um but but in in kind of web 3 and in the space of kind of like especially when i start thinking about things like metaverse and stuff like that and collectors holding on to pieces of work like that's that to me i'm like that's exactly uh what i would want to have is something that like you know, if, if I if I had a space, uh, you know, uh, in the central land and I invited people over to my to, to check out the art that I have displayed in my in my uh, my my world, uh, I probably wouldn't be like, hey, check out this five minute music video. You know, uh, uh, yeah, true. Yeah. Good song, you know, I'd be like, hey, check out, look out this really cool art that I, this art piece that I've got. It's a It's a 60 second, you know, snippet of a song from this artist that's like really, really dope that you may not have heard yet. Um, so I think I think it has appeal in uh, in different kind of ways once you open things up to the metaverse and and in the Web3 community
0: and eventually open it up to VR and AR. Like sometimes I think oh, about how how all of those technologies are gonna not really merge but start to interact with each other. Like you think about how like VR and AR will advance to the point where like Google Glass could like actually be a real thing that people use and you can like you know change your clothes at the click of a button. And then like have like digital art showcased on the walls like that type of digital art would be really really fucking cool to showcase on the walls some some oh. you know some multimedia music short video formats
1: absolutely and and that's where things are going um you know i i and i hinted at this earlier but you know i i co-founded a company with uh my, my partner tihani called new world nomads and we host monthly um metaverse events which are essentially you know vr uh events where we curate art from all over the world right and so we feature work from artists that include like music and visual art um, uh, even like sketch comedy that things that have been minted to as, as nfts and um and when you're in these worlds it's extremely immersive and you you really experience the art in a different kind of way and so as an artist as someone who creates thinking about how to create art with that in mind right Because like if we're used to kind of a traditional structure, if it's music, you know, things always change, right? Like it's like, it used to be, it was like records, right? Then it became tapes and CDs then streaming. And now, now we're, uh, we're, we're talking about music NFTs and, and like, and thinking about that in this new world and how people can uh, can uh, represent themselves like through their, the art that they collect and how that can be be visually represented. And the metaverse allows that to be represented in a different kind of way. Because right now with like Spotify, for example, your friends can see when you're, if you create a playlist, your friends can see the playlist so they can see what you're streaming in real time. Um, that's about the only way that they can kind of have a sense of what you're you're into. But with something like VR, right? With like, with the, the ability to collect NFTs and showcase the art that you listen to um, for other folks to be able to like, for you, for you to be able to mint it and sell it to others as well. Um, to hold collections with multiples, uh, multiple of the same and then sell, sell others to other, to other folks or to give them to people. Um, I think it's, a. there's so much opportunity and I think you're right about the Google, Google is, 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 uh, they're getting in the game. I know that, um, a bunch of companies, Apple's going to be releasing a product uh, in the next couple of months, Sony's doing dropping something as well. So I I think that the, that we're going to be getting there. I've done a ton of research on some of this stuff. And, you know, according to where a lot of, uh, uh, folks like Gartner and other independent research companies are talking about like by 2025, that, metaverse is going to be much, much bigger than it is right now. We're we're at a place right now. where There's about 180 million people who use v- VR. Um, and they think they're talking about it being closer to 2 billion, 25% of the world's population by 2025,
0: Holy shit. Spending at least 2025, at least
1: around the corner, not far away. Right. So like, and you know, and that's, that's 25% of the world's population spending at least one hour a day in the metaverse, um, you know, so if you think about that, and you think about what what that's going to mean, it's it's going to mean people aren't just going in there for gaming, right? They're going in there for a sense of maybe even like work. It may be a sense of yeah. community and social interaction. I think
0: there's already some companies that do that a little bit, where you can you know put on your VR goggles and you're sitting at the conference table with someone across the country. It's just oh, like just, you know, it's just a small, it's just a step up from Zoom. I think. I mean, that'll definitely happen eventually. Like.
1: Oh, it's it's definitely, and then happening. there's so it's, many
0: other use cases for it. which Yeah, I think
1: there's are interesting. there are a million use cases, and I think it's like you, we've all gotten used to uh to Zooms and everything. You know, the last couple of years, uh, so it's already been kind of like institutionalized. Um, and if you can make that even better, right? Like, picture being in a in a conference room where someone's talking and you can whisper to the person next to you and like you, you know and say something, you know, like because you'll have spatial yeah. audio, right, and people won't be able to hear it, you know, um. Or you can look and see something that's on a board you know like that's oh okay this is where the information is being shared um you know there's, there's all kinds of um utility that i think beyond i think the corporate side of it makes is going to make it just propel it forward because you're going to have lots of companies you can throw tons of money behind it Um, uh, but but yeah there's going to be all kinds of utility gaming you know except just general social interaction um it's it's that's where things are going so um it's exciting it's definitely exciting and people some people take the view that oh this is going to make us less connected and less IRL. And I'm like, actually, it's I, I think it's the opposite. I think you're going to see more and more connections, more people interacting with with humans that they wouldn't have interacted with. Uh, when when we've been doing our monthly metaverse events, we've had people pop in from like India. I'm like, oh, how did you find this place? Like oh, I just kind of stumbled in and and now they're checking out art from folks, you know, uh, from Oakland and, you know, and from Kansas. And so so I think it's it, it opens a possibility for for people to share more and for more people to connect.
0: Yeah, totally. I totally agree. I was just listening to a really interesting podcast on Lex Friedman's podcast with Ray Kurzweil. He's a, I don't know oh, if yeah. you've heard of him. He's a futurist and an inventor and an engineer. Oh, yeah. And he was talking about how, you know, yeah, people are scared that like the metaverse and AI and all this tech is sort of going to drive people apart and make us, you know, less in touch with like each other and the world. It's like, you know, get people are like, get off your phone and go outside. But um, you know, as as he, he referenced uh the industrial revolution and how people thought that with all these machines that were taking people's jobs away, that there would just be less jobs in the world. But when you look at the statistics of it, there are more jobs in the world. And all this technology like the technology back then and then the technology now is just enhancing our abilities to create new things. It's not it's it's taking old jobs away as we're able to use technology to basically do those jobs for us like machines did in the Industrial Revolution. But now it just creates new avenues of creation and new ways to do things. And as all this tech develops, it doesn't actually take away from the amount of connections and the amount of jobs and the amount of production. It actually just increases our ability to create new things and enhance what we're already doing
1: yeah i think I think that whenever there's advances in technology, you always have that push pull, right? that like the resistance um it's it's a very human thing. Like right? it's a resistance to change, right? Like we're used to what we're what what we're used to. We know what we know. And even if what's down the road is better and offers more opportunity uh, and it could be more exciting and um it's scary, right? like and and I think that uh, for a lot of folks, they inherently have a have a reflex that's just kind of like, no, things need to be the way that they were. Uh, but like you said the industrial revolution there's there's tons of examples of you know emerging technology that's that's frightened people maybe it's even like uh eliminated certain industries uh, but it's created others right it's created brand new ones and new jobs um and and so things like ai you know and I've, I've i've had conversations with artists who've been who are su- super supportive of it and they use ai um because you know i think there's still uh, it still comes down to how are you creating uh, with with AI, right? Like you're still the person behind it. What prompts are you putting in there? How are you driving it? Mm-hmm. It's still your ideas. Um, they're just being kind of made manifest through through these tools that make it a little bit easier. Um, but uh, but I've had friends who who've been kind of on the other side who've been like, "This is terrible. This is the worst thing imaginable." Um, and I think I think like I said but whenever there's anything new, it's there's opportunity. And there's so you could look at it from two different ways. You could look at it from a point of like a fear. Where you can look at it like, all right, I'm just gonna, I'm going to adapt and I'm going to utilize this, these tools and I'm going to leverage them the best way possible. This, at the same time, these artists are like a lot of these artists are worried about AI. I'm like, there's, but there's also this new platform called Web three, and there's this entire community of people who are now creating, um, you know, uh, commerce and uh, ability to to live on their own without having to take traditional kind of like you have a lot of artists who do to just traditional jobs who like, oh, I work for this corporation and I do like their logos and stuff. I don't enjoy it, but I'll do it to pay the bills. And with things like Web three, it's like all right. Well, there's also this brand new, um, you know, community that's allowing artists to sell directly to, to collectors that exists. So there's there's I think it's like there's there's new potentials. There's things to, to be concerned about, but um, I think the folks just need to be able to utilize the technology and think about how they can leverage it rather than just inherently reflexively being against it.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Could could not agree more. Um, with that, let's let's get into New World Nomads. Um, yeah. I was checking out the website and it, I mean, it seems like you guys are doing some really interesting stuff. have onboarded some artists to web three and you yeah, know, you were mentioning those metaverse art artistic showcases. I'd love to hear like, you know, how you started that and what, you know, what the mission and what you guys are up to.
1: Yeah. So uh, it was a friend of mine, me, my friend, Tihani, who I've known for about 10 years. She's a musician herself, really, really talented singer, creative director. Um, we both have a, a unique combination of like, uh, you know, I, I have background outside of the music stuff that I've been doing for a long time. I've also worked for a hedge fund for uh, you know, over a decade. And and so I have a lot of corporate experience and experience as a creative, as does uh, Tihani. And uh, and we were talking last year, maybe a year and a half ago, about um about Web3 and the NFT space and kind of what's going on and like it feels like this this thing that's gonna be emerging. Um, and we were both excited about this, the idea of the, of the metaverse um, and how art could kind of be, it felt in a different kind of way. Um, it truly felt like an immersive experience and how we can kind of enhance um, how art's being experienced. And so we thought about, um, we kind of were looking around and seeing, okay, these oculuses exist. Um, uh, Tihani um, had some relationships with folks who were in the metaverse uh, kind of building community. And uh, we partnered with this company called NFT Oasis uh, where they had these beautiful metaverse worlds, uh, some that look like super realistic, that look just like say LA, downtown LA, others that look like nothing you could possibly imagine, like very futuristic. And, um, but when we went in world, we just had this feeling of like, oh my God, this actually feels really, like the graphics and everything aren't, they're not like super realistic, gra- you know, you don't go there and think this is this is real. Um, they They still look kind of like pixelated, they're not quite where they're gonna be, but you feel the sense of immersion to the point when, like, you know, a couple of minutes in, you you really feel like you're in a space. And when you take your headset off and you're back in, quote unquote, the real world, you're like, oh, wow. Like, I, you know, like, I really felt like I was somewhere else. And uh, the people that I was in the space with, I felt like I was actually like I actually hung out. Uh, and so we we just kind of started talking about this. Like, this would be an amazing thing to 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 bring artists into and to to, to allow them to kind of like. To uh, experience it, showcase their work in, in, in this space, especially artists who traditionally haven't had the ability to showcase their work. So, artists from from all over, including places like in Africa and South America. Um, and so, and we have a lot of both of us. Uh, Tihani spent 10 years um, in Kenya. My my family's African, so I've got a lot of ties to Africa. Um, to, my father's from Ghana, my mother's from Uganda. Um, so, I've, I've spent a lot of time in both of those countries um, and throughout Africa. And so, uh, we we were looking at and going okay. Well, what what can we do? And so we decided to create these kind of monthly metaverse events where we showcase artists from literally from all over the place. Um, we've had filmmakers in there uh, who uh, we had this filmmaker Deborah Anderson who featured um, a film that was about indigenous um, Indigenous people, uh, Native Americans, um, and kind of the plight that's going been going on in the country where a lot of women have been uh, have gone missing and it's been underreported. Um, and she kind of uh, did a campaign around that, uh, and we featured her in uh, when our, one of our first metaverse events. We were lucky enough to have her come in World, which is really cool because it, wh- whenever we bring artists into the space, it's so it's so great seeing their reaction to seeing their stuff in this other context. Like showcasing, uh, you know, uh, we we only maybe did like a snippet of the film, but showcasing a snippet of the film on this massive huge screen in the metaverse, you know, with a, with an audience. And you can see them reacting through, you know, via emojis and stuff like that. And you can see people like applauding. It's a very, very different experience. Um, you know, especially for folks who, who who don't have any understanding or have very limited understanding of the technology. And so um, so yeah, our mission has been to bring in artists, some artists who are even there's a lot of artists who are in web three, but don't don't really do much in the metaverse, right? They're they're on Twitter spaces, they're dropping Uh, NFTs, but they've never been in the metaverse. So bringing some of them in the space, and then other folks who are not even uh, who are not aware of Web three, who don't know much about it, um, bringing them in. And it's like I said, we 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 actually have like a couple of like testimonials of just artists who are just like, oh my god, it's I was so blown away. This is this is such an amazing experience. Um, And so yeah, our plan of over the next year, we're going to actually be switching from doing the monthly event to making it weekly, Um, and we're going to be kind of like expanding to do IRL events as well because one of the, the things that we want to make sure is that a lot of folks don't have uh, the headsets yet. Right. Like the headset that like the hardware is one of the I think limiting um, uh, issues right now because it's a little bit uh, expensive. They're still a little bulky. You mentioned Google Glass. I think that like, when things get to a point when like it feels like you're wearing glasses and th- these things are accessible to everyone, that's when you're going to see kind of basically mass adoption. Um, but, but in the short run, um, we're, we're going to be doing uh, next year of uh, IRL events where we we have um, headsets. We want people to be able to experience it themselves to just go in there and try it out. Um, and because uh, everyone who we have kind of brought in the metaverse has been like, wow, this is this is going to be a thing. You know, everyone kind of like no, no one's like, oh, this is kind of like everyone's like this is going to be a thing. This is really, really dope. This is really awesome. And so we've been kind of like um, looking at different ways to, um, I, I don't want to give up too much of our special sauce, but we have a lot of really exciting things happening. Um, partnering with NFT Oasis. We're doing things where p- people don't have access to headsets. There, there might be, uh, other ways for them to connect, whether it's through a mobile, um, through their phones. Um, browser-based is, is available right now. It's not as cool, <laughs> you know, but, um, but there's a lot of cool, interesting technology, including live music, live streaming people into the metaverse, live performances, stuff like that that uh, we're gonna be doing next year. So um, yeah, very, very excited about New World Nomads and what we're gonna be doing.
0: Yeah, fuck yeah, that's cool as hell. That's awesome, that's very exciting. Um, you you got, I'll have to show up to the next one. I still oh, yeah. haven't, I still, you know, I've been in Web3 for a year plus and I still haven't really done anything in any of the metaverses, but uh, my dad has an Oculus, so maybe I'll borrow it and show up to the next one. And absolutely, uh, that's cool, man, that's really interesting so do you also so you're showcasing like artists filmmakers comedic sketch comedy that's pretty cool
1: yeah Um, yeah
0: but so like is it a way for artists to showcase and sell their work also like are you um you know are people selling piece like nfts through these galleries
1: yeah so most of the um most of the the pieces that have been we've displayed have been available as NFTs that people can purchase. Um, and so, yeah, people can can go in there, check out the art, uh, and then go ahead and, and buy NFTs there, which uh, one of the cool things about about the metaverse, again, like you, you can just have people kind of stumble into our, our world. So uh, it allows like for people who aren't, you know, like with Twitter spaces, I feel like, of course you could stumble into Twitter spaces, but I feel like you kind of need to know what you're looking for. And, you know, you kind of need to know, okay, follow certain people. Um, with, with the metaverse, you know, uh, especially we, we use, and we use uh, Altspace, which is, you know, through through Meta. Um, if you're just kind of roaming through Altspace, you can just kind of see that there are multiple, there's events going on, there are other people doing other events. But if you kind of look at us and go, oh, wow, that's okay, some New World Nomads, uh, you know, really cool art, mixed media. Let me see what that's about. And you can stumble in and then learn about um, about NFTs and learn about these artists, and then go ahead and and, and learn more, uh, p- pick up pick up their NFTs if you want to. And that's that's been happening uh, with a few artists that we've, we've uh, kind of, uh, like had their premieres be in the metaverse. So, um, it's been pretty cool. It's been pretty cool. Yeah. To, to that's that. that's really more. cool.
0: Yeah. On, on like Twitter spaces, you know, I'll get some good suggestions for spaces, but it's usually because like you follow the host or you follow the speaker, but yeah, that's yeah. cool. How in the metaverse there, you can literally just like look around and find shit. Yeah. Um, so you're doing it through meta. Uh, do they, aren't they charging like 50% on everything sold in, the, in their metaverse or something like that?
1: No, it was, we're not, well, we're not doing our, um, like the, the Oculus and AltSpace, space. It's all, it's all through, um, it's all through meta Facebook. Uh, but the actual uh, events that we do, they, they're they not tied into it at all. Right. And okay. so, and the, and the sales are not going through them. Gotcha. Um, they, they're still going through the traditional platform. So if people want to purchase NFTs. They still can go through foundation or through Zora. Okay. Through I
0: got you. It's just the way to display it, but the actual yeah. sales and stuff are on those other platforms. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Do you guys charge a like gallery fee to the artists? No,
1: no, no, we don't. Um, oh, so yeah. yeah, no, no, we, yeah, we, we don't want to. So like our, our goals are like, we have a very, like, we know, we know we're very web three ethos, you know, yeah. uh, we're artists ourselves. Right. We, we, we don't want to, um, take away from the artists. If, if they, uh, if their art costs, if they're charging what they're charging, that's what they're going to get paid. And that's what they should get paid. Yeah. Um, so we're just basically creating this, this, uh, this, avenue for them um you know we've got other means of which we're going to be monetizing which don't involve having to take subtract anything out of what the artist is, is trying to sell yeah. um and you know we're we're also going to be unveiling some of those things including things like you know if people want to have like advanced and more in-depth kind of understanding of like of how to navigate in the space um more specifics about like marketing and promoting uh like uh, individual drops and things like that you know we, we'll offer services and things like that Uh, But when it comes to like, okay, if you want to be displayed there and you want to sell your work, no, we're not charging anything for that.
0: Yeah. Good on you. That's, that's great. That's cool. How do you think about uh, curating these different showcases? Like, how do you find artists and how do you think about like, you know, who are we going to showcase this time and what's the curation process
1: like? Well, we definitely want to, we, we, we have a, um, we kind of have different uh, ideals in terms of like, we want to make sure that. We're uh, representing folks who, like I said, have not traditionally kind of had their art displayed in traditional galleries. Um, so going to communities that have, um, you know, been underrepresented is uh, is certainly things we do. And, and we have just kind of through our networks um, of having been creatives in the space for, you know, decades between the two of us, uh, we have big, you know, artistic communities and we have referrals through things like that uh, and then through the Web3, you know, community, uh, we also kind of have been pulling in artists who who are established in Web3, but just haven't had the opportunity to do anything in the metaverse yet. Um, and so it's a combination. We 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 want to make sure we're uh, we're covering different kinds of, uh, of media. So it's not just, you know, just music or just visual art um, or just, a, you know, digital art. It could be photography, could be uh, documentary filmmakers. Uh, so we want to cover, and we've been doing a pretty good job of covering a, a spectrum of, of various artists. Um, and even and next year we're going to be expanding to 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 also include things like wellness um, and having uh, you know uh, meditations in their in their sound sound baths and um, restorative things, healing things as well. So it's not solely just about um, uh, the the purpose of, of being to sell art to folks. Uh, we also we just want to create experiences where people are really kind of like expanding their their consciousness you know whether it's through consuming art or through kind of wellness practices as well um so you know we, we we're, we're very open and if folks are interested you know they can reach out to us and new world nomads uh, reach out to us on twitter or go to go to our website so if anyone's got any recommendation for really dope artists we're, we're always open for that but uh, but we also just through our networks have you know we have a pretty pretty wide list of folks that we can pull from
0: yeah it's cool uh, i'll definitely link new world nomads and, and all of your stuff in the uh show description when i release it so people can find you but that's cool man that's that's really exciting um do you have any other plans for next year with with new world nomads or just like with your own music that you want to talk about
1: yeah i mean so i you know i kind of went a little bit into new world nomads like i said we're gonna switch from a monthly to a weekly model and uh and you know folks will be seeing a lot of that we'll be promoting a lot of that on twitter as well um as far as uh, music yeah I, I i'm gonna be putting out a lot of music next year. So I feel like I've. what I've been doing this year for the most part has been kind of stacking up a lot of stuff. I've been producing for a lot of different artists. Um, and next year, you're gonna hear a lot more of me, like m- me as an as artist. Um, I'm, I'm doing a lot of collaborations. Um, I've got a few that people are gonna kind of like not expect to hear, which I think is gonna be exciting because it'll be, it'll be very, very different. Um, so January, February, March, like my my Q1 is looking like it's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of different drops, uh, mostly that are going to be collaborative. Uh, and then I'm going to be releasing my album next year as well. So, um, you know, I, I, I had conversations with folks. I'm, I'm a firm believer in albums. I think albums matter. Um, I, I love singles and I love, uh, releasing individual drops and things like that. But I think that the album still matters and having a body of work that people can listen to. So, um, I'm excited to, uh, to share that next year.
0: Yeah, cool. That's exciting. Um, we didn't really talk about your, your background in, in music. So it sounds like at least so far you've been mostly a producer in what you've been putting out. Um, like how long have you been producing? I know you rap too. How long have you been rapping? Like, how did you start creating music?
1: So I got into music. Um, I've been making music for such a long time, like over 20 years. Um, and, uh, basically I got into music cause my brother convinced me when I was graduating high school to ask my mom to get a drum machine. He's like, ask for a drum machine for your graduation present. Cause I, I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted. I knew I was going to go off to college. I was like, I guess I could use a car, but I'm probably going to be just at college, just chilling. I'm probably not going to need a car like that. And he was like, get this, get this drum machine. I was like, all right, sure. So she, my, my mom got me this drum machine and, um, I tried messing around with it. Um, and i was it was i was okay with it i wasn't great on it and it was time to go to college and i was like i can't take this thing with me to college what am i going to do with uh, I, this is going to fit in a dorm um, and so i left it with my brother and um, and he kept encouraging me you know he's like you need to just make music you need to get into this and i was like yeah, okay yeah I'm, I'm in school i'm not really thinking about that was he and, making
0: music at that time
1: yeah he was he was rapping he was rapping okay. so
0: and he's like yo i need a producer
1: yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> pretty much and so um so i go off to college um, didn't do anything with music, and and he comes to pick me up at the end of a semester, and arrives early, and uh, and is like, "Hey, I'm gonna download this program um, on your like high speed internet you've got in college," and uh, I was like, "Okay, cool." And he downloaded um, Fruity Loops, um, which at the time was like Fruity Loops like version one. <laughs> it was like Fruity Loops like uh-huh. yeah. it was actually like Fruity Loops two. It was like version two. Uh, this is how long ago it was, and because um, now they're on like twenty one. Uh huh. And uh. And I downloaded it and didn't know anything about it, went home. We had been moving out of my, out of my house, like the childhood house that I've been raised in, like my family was moving out of there. And so we didn't have anything basically in the house. We, we cut off the cable. We actually didn't even have any internet. And so I was like there at home with like nothing to do. And I was like, what am I going to do? Oh, I guess I have this program that my brother just downloaded to make beats. I was like, All right, I guess I'll mess with that. So I spent the entire summer basically making beats um setting them to, like playing them for my brother and he would say that they were awesome they were not um, <laughs> but, he, but he was like he he encouraged me and um and I just stuck with it I kept kind of messing around for a while and uh eventually in college I got to a point where like I started making beats for people on campus um and I always I, I always kind of rapped a little bit for fun um I freestyled I always liked to freestyle and I would like go to parties and they'd be like, they'd be bands performing. And I would just get up with them and grab the mic and start freestyling and like shout out people in, in the crowd and like freestyle about them and whatever, people go crazy. And um, and eventually a, 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 one of the bands that I jumped up on, on their stage were like, hey, we should like, we should start a band and you should be in it. And uh, I was all right, cool. And um, and so we started performing a little bit here and there. And my senior year, they had like this concert, uh, this big, our big spring concert where we had, um, you know, some big acts come in and, and there was this contest for like, you know, who's going to open up for these, uh, who's going to open up for these artists. And um, I assumed like, we we put together some kind of demo that was like one of our rehearsals or something. And I don't know, we didn't put that much thought into it. And there were all these like super amazing acapella groups that like went to my college and performed. And they did backflips and all this stuff and were hilarious and told jokes. And, you know, I was like, all right, one of those guys is going to, they're going to open up and then we won and it was like oh wow and we got to open up for Talib Kweli and Common um and i was like okay this is kind of cool and i perform in front of like you know a few thousand people um, and so that kind of started me like getting into into music into to like writing more and even even over the last few years like i i i didn't perform as much but i would always write so even if i was um producing a record i would write the hook or i would help out with verses um, and so I've always kind of been behind the scenes kind of writing. I would do feature verses here and there, but never my own stuff. I always I, I kind of shifted towards like I really like the idea of of and I mentioned this earlier of albums of like sitting and creating a body of work. Um and and I also like connecting with artists and figuring out what's going on in their head, taking their vision, taking what I do and like blending it together and like enhancing their vision, like taking their idea and being like, Okay, what if we do this? And then being like, oh wow and kind of creating something that neither of us could, could have created on our own. Um, So I focus a lot of my energy on that, um, which has been really, really fulfilling. And I've got to connect with artists like Natasha and, um, you know, Lafayette Stokely and Mariana and a bunch of really, really talented uh, artists. Um, And, uh, you know, recently I just kind of was like, it would be great to be able to articulate my own vision through, through my own project. And for people to hear just my thoughts, you know, directly, it's been coming in, in, in waves and stuff with other collaborations, but to be able to just kind of like articulate my own um, thoughts and everything uh, would be super, super dope. So that's kind of like where, where, I, where I'm at now in terms of what what's going to happen next year while still pursuing a lot of dope collaborations and, and doing that as well, but uh, kind of doing them together now.
0: Well, that's awesome. That's really cool. Good, good on your brother for encouraging you and really getting you, getting you going. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know I don't know what he saw in me because I was I, I, I had I had like played the piano for like six months and then gave up. I had played the trumpet for like yeah, I played the saxophone for I I nothing had ever stuck. So I don't know why why that's he funny. thought that this would stick, but this is the I, one thing that did stick. That's awesome. Have you made some songs with him? Oh yeah, we we have a whole album, a whole album. Um and I'm actually Sick. gonna be releasing that next year as well. So gonna yeah. be what? Gonna be releasing that album next year. Oh, as well. cool. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Um
0: I guess as we're sort of wrapping up here, I don't have too much time left. um, Do you have advice for other artists looking into, I guess like maybe not necessarily look, usually I say like, do you have any advice for artists looking to get into Web3? But what would your advice be to like an independent artist or producer? And maybe that is try to get into Web3 and that's probably part of the advice, but just in general, like if someone interested in pursuing music, like what do you
1: think Based on your experience, you would have advice for them, Um, it, you know, I, I've, I've spoken to a lot. So like I've it, it depends on all the artists. It depends on them because there are definitely artists who are resistant to Web3 and I understand it. So what I do is like I explain my experience. I try not to, to like to sell people too much on Web3. Um. I also let them know that like, so I, I let them know about all the things that, that that everyone knows, right? Like talk about how, you know, record labels and there's no middlemen, and you get to sell directly to consumer, to, to your fans. You can price things out yourself. You have your own sovereignty. You can release whatever you want. It doesn't have to be um, a traditional kind of way. It can be a video, it can be part of a video, it can be whatever you want. So I explain all of that. I explain kind of what it is and how it works. Um, but but I, uh, I also let them know that it's also a grind. It's not, um, it's not, uh, there's no like easy, just, it just happens. You just mint it and all of a sudden you get sales. Um, you do have to. Sounds like you, know, you did that. I did that. I did that. <laughs> that was, that was a, was a different time. And and the funny thing is I told folks back then that that's all you needed to do. And, and then when they got in things, by the time that they got in and listened to me and actually, cause it took a while for them. they are like, yeah, you're yeah, like yeah, how
0: yeah, come yeah. I didn't make $3,000 in, in two weeks?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you're like, honestly,
0: I don't know how I did it.
1: Well, I, I I what I tell them is like things have changed, and like and you also I I was at least a little bit active, and I did know people, I did network, I had yeah. networked a little bit. So, mm-hmm. so I let them know like it's it's also a part of it is is networking. You have to you have to the same way if you've got a song you're releasing on Spotify or whatever, like you're gonna need to to promote it, right? You're gonna need to grind and let people know about it, put post it everywhere, have all kinds of you know behind the scenes making ofs, whatever it is, like to to get people to talk about it and to think about your record. And so the same thing with 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 Web three. You're going to need to to be on Twitter. You're going to need to be shilling your your stuff. You're going to be on Twitter Spaces. You should probably network with other artists that might be interested in in in, in working with you or, or or purchasing your stuff. Um, so you need to be out there. So I I, I don't um, I, I let people know the the potential for Web three. I let them and there's vast potential, and I'm very clear on like how how the ceiling for that is like, you know, beyond uh I think beyond uh what you can do with the web two. That's what I think. Um,
0: I mean, why but, not? You know, you can do web two at the same time. You just, it's just another Avenue. So it just increases absolutely. the ceiling, I think.
1: Exactly. So I let them know that, but then I also let them know, like, it's, you still do have to grind. You still do have to put the work in. You have to put time in. Um, and, uh, and so they shouldn't kind of assume it's going to just be kind of free, easy money or whatever. Um, but, but I think there's limitless potential. And I think that if like, I do get frustrated when I have, when I meet artists who are super super talented. and They're like, "Yeah, I just don't. want, I, It just seems weird, and I I don't get it. The, you know, the 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 I, there's too many words that I don't understand. And someone mentioned something about Genesis and you know, uh, Poly, and I don't know what that is. And you know, uh, X Y Z. What? What? I, I don't get these websites. Like people people who just like they the just averse to it for like reasons that are somewhat nonsensical. <laughs> you know, right. just just kind of like, all right, well I can explain what that is. That's not. It's not as complicated as you're making it seem um so i just make sure that folks at least have some information so that they can make the decision for themselves because i understand some folks like to do things the way they like to do it is exactly what we were talking about before with with the ai conversation some people like to to stick with what they know you know um uh but i have had the benefit of like uh, I've, i've spoken to a few artist friends of mine who were very very resistant early on and then they've seen me uh you know kind of doing what i've been doing and and getting some success in the space. And they go, oh, actually what's going on over there? I see your, you know, I see a lot of clips of you. I see video of you, I see you performing. I see, you know, I see you selling some things. Um, and and so I think that like in some ways actions speak louder than words. So it's kind of like, I'll just show you, you know I could try, I, I, I'll explain it to you. But if you're not, if you're not interested if you're not gonna take, the, take it and, uh, and run with it I'm just gonna have to show you. And then hopefully you can follow my, you know, example.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think even with onboarding people to the space, like showing them in-person events and letting them talk to people in real life is a great way to get them on board, at least more interested from the start. So yeah, that's a cool approach. I guess I'm sure you've just seen mixed reactions from all the artists you've talked to in terms of their sort of engagement level with it.
1: Yeah. Some, some people, I mean, I've got artist friends who don't want to do social media, right? They're like, I, yeah. you know, like I'm a musician. I'm not trying to spend my time on you know, on TikTok uh, or Instagram, like I, I I make music. I'm not a content creator, right? Like, yeah, I hate that word content. So, like, they look at web. Some of them look at Web three as like, you know, ten times that, right? It's like it's like another another layer. It's even more complicated, more involved than in social media, um, and so they just want to. I just want to play music. I just want to play songs. I want to, you know, um, perform in front of people, and that's all they want to do. And I, I again, I get that. Um, but to me, I'm kind of like you. Just got to get over that first initial hurdle um and like i said it's easier to show than it is to to sometimes explain especially when people when it's new lexicon and you know new technology and um you know at at this point some folks would rather be like if i was like i i give you half an ether i'll give you like 50 bucks but give me the 50 bucks i'm like i don't think you know how this works um so you know it's just it's just a, a question of like what's familiar you know um but as long as people can see when once people can see things with their own eyes and go like oh seg you were here and now you're there and i'm like yeah. yeah what three uh then then i think you know and i think the more examples of that that happen the more you're going to see you know artists diving into the space
0: so do you think longer term it, it like most artists will be into it or how do you how do you see it all it developing in the broader music landscape
1: well yes i think i think uh emerging artists i think most of them will when it comes to like people who already signed to record labels and that's a whole nother conversation in terms of what the record labels are uh, are going to going to do about that um and what uh what kind of rights the artists have like i don't know if you're signed to a major record label i don't know whether or not you as the artist with your artist name that you signed this you know this contract that you have the ability to sell things uh as nft right like
0: does a 360s deal include nfts i would, I assume, I would assume i would assume, assume it, does. it does right yeah
1: um but you know uh and certainly if it didn't before it's now being written in the contracts yeah um but uh but i think that yeah i think an emerging group of independent artists i think it makes sense the same way that you had um you know soundcloud or in the early days um Bandcamp. i think you're gonna see more and more artists i think the difference is is, is that there's gonna be way more money involved right so like you know folks weren't really getting getting um compensated really that much for you know from from soundcloud or from from I mean, bandcamp to some degree, but to a lesser degree, but to the level that they can with web three. So I think that's gonna lead to, um, I think that plus the innovative ways in which people can distribute is going to lead to, um, to more and more artists coming in this space. Because I think once people realize you can do whatever you want and you have the ability to utilize to not, not just your ability as an artist, but this tech, not this technology, you know, we, we get into things like, you know, token gating, you know, uh, your music and, um, Creating these like experiences for your fans that they couldn't otherwise have, they just couldn't get through a traditional streaming. I think it's going to, I think a lot of artists are going to end up being in this space. I'm not not sure if it's going to be everyone because there's still going to be a role for for major labels. And I think they're still going to entice artists. They're still going to be like, here's this million dollar advance that I'm going to give you uh, and lock you in for the next, you know, five, six albums. Um, And by the way, you're going to be in debt for that million, (laughs) you know. Because you're never going to really yep. be able to pay it back because you're never really right. going to be able to generate that money back through streams. Um, but but artists are going to be enticed by it because uh, it's what they know. It's cash. It's simple. Yeah. It's quick. So that's going to still exist. But I think that um, over time, um, the more success stories there are, uh, the more people in their own communities that they see that are doing it, um, the more you're going to see artists go that avenue.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I, I think like uh, over the next, you know, you give the music industry 5, 10, 20 years everyone who comes up in that period like you know every year the percentage of like new artists getting into web3 is going to get higher oh yeah to the point where like you know you give it 20 years and you know if you're a new artist you have a web3 aspect And maybe it doesn't take 20 years but eventually like i think most artists will have some sort of web3 aspect of their music careers going on
1: yeah and um, i think i think some of the hurdles that exist now like I don't think that they're huge. hurdles, Right. But like yeah, something, yeah. Something like, like there'll be a package, right? Like there'll be some, someone will charge artists to say, I'll, you give us a fee and I'll, we'll set up everything for you. Right. Like we'll set up your MetaMask wallet. We'll, we'll onboard you. We'll get you access to these platforms. We'll get you invites to, you know, whether it's Catalogus, or XYZ, whatever it is, we'll get you, we'll do all the work for you. So you literally just have to be an artist. Um, so I think when things become streamlined in that way, which that's not that's not that far off, I think. Yeah, Um, uh, and hopefully
0: like the labels learn how to like engage with the technology also so that like, you know, I guess that sort of predatory advanced deal might be around for a while. But hopefully most other labels figure out how to incorporate Web3 strategy into
1: like overall artist marketing. Yeah, I think they're going to have to. Um, I mean, I don't know if you saw, but I think it was yesterday. Donald Trump is selling NFTs. Um, <laughs>
0: I, did, I, I, I did see that. Know,
1: um, I think I think it's that the general reaction has been like laughable and like you know it comes across like his like Trump stakes or whatever it is that he's yeah or, like, Trump wine or whatever uh, like another money grab. <laughs> um, but but uh, hey, it's still still Donald Trump, right? He's still got about half the country who who um, really really supports him, and so and he's an influence, you know. So like yeah. You never know. Like there, <laughs> there may be some people just go, okay, NFTs. I kind of heard about it, but Trump was saying something about it. Let me check it out a little bit.
0: Yeah, he's probably definitely touching on like a different market than Web3 completely has already a different market. <laughs> yeah. So that's funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. I guess is there any I, I feel like I touched on everything that I wanted to ask you about. Is there anything else that you think we haven't touched on or any questions that you have for me that you want to ask before we uh
1: wrap up here? Well, I mean, the only thing I'll mention, because we talked about this a little bit when we when we met, was just um, the idea. And one thing that I think that will help Web3 um, kind of become um, more uh, in the mainstream or more streamlined for people who are not already familiar with it is uh, this idea of curating, right? Like, And like, how, mm-hmm. how do people discover artists? How do people discover musicians? Um, right now, again, me being someone who's immersed in it and deep in it, um, I know these artists personally, right? Like I know the folks at Campfire. I know I know those artists. I know a bunch of the artists who are on sound and on catalog. I know a lot of the heads of community and heads of artist relations and things like that. So um, I'm, I'm in it. But if you're someone who uh, wants to learn about um, the next really great talented artist, that's not uh, primarily promoting their music through web two. Um, how do you discover those artists? And I know that um, Float is doing a lot of things to kind of like, um, create some kind of system that will make it easier for people to understand and disseminate between all the artists that are there. What's really, really dope. What's really, really cool. What's exciting. What's, what's the great music that I need to hear about. Um, so I know floats floats doing some things. We talked a little bit about it, but I'd love to hear from you a little bit about like your perspective on it.
0: Yeah. Float's definitely trying to do that. I mean, it's the, the site so far has been pretty basic. And they're actually sort of going under maintenance for the whole thing and trying to really hone in on the website as a product offering. And I'm helping beta test it and sort of give ideas. But, you know, so far, it, it basically works where you can submit links to songs or or you can submit your own files to your own music, but you submit music to the platform, and then people can vote on it. And you can see, you know, what songs are getting up votes, what artists are getting up votes um and it's just sort of a way to filter you know what music is popular and then i think hopefully as they develop the site um you'll be able to like really fine tune how you're filtering that music so you can search it by genre or tag or like vibe or playlist or like location of the artist and uh you know how many upvotes they're getting and you can sort of it's 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 all about community curation so it's it's you know the way you get The way you get active on the platform and the way that you're allowed to, you know, eventually create your own playlist and upvote other people's music is by earning upvotes yourself. They call it cosigns. So earning cosigns yourself is how you earn tokens. And then um, the broader vision with it is that as you earn more tokens, you will have you know they'll assign value to the tokens down the line but so far if you earn enough you earn like 50 tokens which is like four or five upvotes then you're allowed to upvote other people's music so it just goes back to community curation where like if you're sending in good music that people like then you know you're gaining traction in the platform and then people will eventually be able to follow like you know keep track of the curators that they like so, like, if I notice that you know Segnon is sending in a bunch of fire music all the time, I can check out what you're sending all the time, and now that's a way for me to find new music. And you know, if you're if you're sending in a lot of good music and earning a lot of cosigns, your profile will show that, and so I'll be able to find the good curators and then find what the good curators think is good music. Um, and it's all you know. It's it's all you need is a wallet, and you connect it at the click of a button. So anyone can join and start submitting tracks but um yeah i think there's there is a hole in the sort of music market around curation and music discovery like i feel like at least for i think in conversations i've had at least for like the 10% the top 10% of music consumers like the 90% of music consumers are sort of happy with spotify they don't you know they might have a few bands or like djs or groups that they like but a lot of the times they're just like listening to random shit and aren't you know curating a bunch of their own playlists or you know taking out taking the aux at the party or something like that but um i i've heard that the most common request for amazon alexa is hey alexa play music
1: <laughs> so like
0: <laughs> i mean if you just say play music you really don't give a shit about yeah. what you're listening to but for the top like ten percent of of music listeners and people that are like really digging into artist catalogs and really looking to discover new music and are really obsessed with the the bands and DJs that they that they like, um, that's who Float is catering to, and it's it's trying to become this platform that, on one hand, enables curators to develop their own following and and find ways to monetize that down the line, but also you know empower artists to submit their own music find their own fans there um and get discovered it's it's community curation so if you're sending in good music it'll it'll uh and no pun intended it'll float to the top
1: <laughs> I, was, I
0: was talking to aj and i brought that up he's like yeah that really wasn't part of the name but it totally works um, oh yeah make so that's that what the they're all about and um you know, helping artists get full-time into, into music. And I think web three is a great avenue for that. So it's also an avenue for them to find artists that can become popular on the platform and then help them bridge into web three by sort of explaining like, look, we have this web three community and they all are already supporting you on the platform. If you, you know, make the jump into this ecosystem, you know, there's a support system already waiting for you. Um, So it's really cool that as the site develops, I think it's going to be a really, really great product for all of those things that I mentioned right now. And uh, I'm excited to start beta testing it. They got a lot of exciting stuff going on and are getting more into content creation also. So that studio accession was one example of it and they're hoping to do more things like that in the future. Um, So it's, it's a great project that I'm really excited to have started getting more involved with.
1: I love it. And um, you know, I, as, as, as a, You know, we talked about kind of like with with the current setup with uh, with Web three music. It's it makes it really really difficult for folks to be able to discover music. And there are a few centralized kind of platforms that are, you know, they themselves are kind of becoming the curation system. Um, and it's kind of you know uh, it's it's fine, but like you know, if we're if we're really trying to be decentralized, I think the idea of community cur- curation is where things should be going. So what you guys are doing uh, is super exciting. If there's anything, you know, any way I can be involved early on in terms of what whatever you guys are doing in, in a way that's helpful, um, I'd love to be involved. I'd love to submit music. Yeah, uh, I really- mean, once the
0: site's back up, I, I will let you know and just connect yeah. your wallet and send some songs in. That's Absolutely. that's the easiest way to start to get involved. And then, you know, from there, I think, you know, from there, the community sort of curates itself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's perfect. I love that
0: yeah it's it's very exciting um and it seems like you have a lot of exciting stuff going on as well i'm excited to follow along with with your music and with new world nomads next year um you know i, I appreciate you taking the time to talk and and this was a fun conversation this was great
1: yeah man thank you for setting this up um yeah uh, and definitely keep me posted on everything you, you guys are doing as well because yeah that sounds exciting and i'll uh, i'll do the same
0: yep 100 percent. we'll be in touch all right show all right man Peace. see ya All right. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check the links in the show notes to find and support Segnon, his music, and his company, New World Nomads. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at web3musicpod to keep up with new episodes and clips from each interview. And be sure to tune in next week for an interview with Tony Lashley, the co-founder of Marine Snow, a curated music streaming platform with social features that's paying artists fairly and designed for true music lovers.